0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Exploring Storytelling. I'm your host, Nehemiah Feliciano, and this week, Storytelling with Pixar, it's back, baby. It's back. And today, we are going to be discussing The Incredibles. Oh, The Incredibles is a great movie. I know so many people love this movie. And um, I gotta say, top five Pixar, at least me, I think. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing movie and very unique. And today we are going to discuss that and break down. So let's get into it. But before we get into that, real quick reminder, you can send in voice messages to this podcast that I can listen to and respond to on the podcast so if you want to interact with me and you be heard in an episode send in a voice message because um, I can and will respond to it so um, yeah let's jump into the let's jump into The Incredibles. The Incredibles is an amazing film not only a great animated film but a great superhero film in its own right. Uh, Certainly one of Pixar's finest films. Uh, The 60s aesthetic, the score by Michael Giacchino is just on point, as always. The film is visually interesting and very well written. Uh, Brad Bird's action scenes pop, and it it has just a, a, a unique flair to it. The dialogue is snappy and well written and quotable. It's amazing. I love The Incredibles. It's it feels like a more complex film than it actually is. It it feels like something so special and so magnificent that when I when I watch it, I don't really think about how simple of a story it is. But watching it under a critical eye and watching it, you know, obviously because I had to to, to do this episode, I realized that the themes and the, the story are really straightforward, like one of Pixar's simplest stories. Um, obviously, the themes work phenomenally in the film, but essentially the message of it is pay attention to what you have now rather than trying to relive the past, And basically, this movie, take away all the superhero stuff, take away all the things that make it pop, the things that make it feel kind of flashy in a way, take away that all, and it's a movie about a man having a midlife crisis. I just want you to think about that for a minute. And it's a it's a movie for, for kids. <laughs> Pixar surprises me in 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 ways I don't imagine because they make movies that don't sound like they're for kids. A man having a midlife crisis doesn't sound like a good premise for a kids movie at all. <laughs> but um, Pixar adds just a unique vision to it and I think the the reason why they're able to make it a story that seems so kid friendly and is kid friendly is because of the obvious um superhero element that makes it what it is and you know kids love superheroes so I guess hey it works but I think there's a little more to it than that. Um and I I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But just I mean everything about the Incredibles is So unique. I love it. And the characters are the heart of the story. And the characters are really well done in this movie. Um, Mr. Incredible is a compelling character uh, with good intentions. And you realize uh, very quickly that he feels the need to... He has a desire to help people. And yes, he also has a desire to relive the glory days and to be doing you know, stuff other than a boring office job. But I think at his core, at the core of his character, he really does want to help people. And um, you could even see at his job uh, in the beginning that that's what he does and he gets reprimanded for helping people. But that's what he wants. He wants to make a difference. And he has not done that in 15 years. So for him, he's kind of losing it a little bit because – Um, when he even helps people at his office job, he gets reprimanded. He's not even allowed to make a difference in his small little office shop. And so I think that that's just such a compelling setup for his character. And, um, you know, he wants to, to help people. He wants to save people and it, it sets you up to, um, to not really find him at fault for what, for, for kind of, Um, ignorantly, um, not noticing his family and not appreciating them for what they are. But I think, yeah, I just think that's a great, great setup for, for his character. Um, Because you understand why he feels the way he he's feeling and you could understand how he's missing, uh, how he's missing the importance of his family, because for him, his life got a whole lot less interesting and he's not really doing anything to make a difference. Um, Even though he can, he just, he just doesn't, he, he won't be making a difference in the same way. And I think that's a really um, compelling, compelling motivation for his character. And so obviously, I mean, Mr. Incredible is a great character, but also everyone else pops as a supporting character. I mean, from the Elastigirl to Violet, to, Dash, even Jack. Jack stands out because he's just a cute little baby. But um, yeah, the, mood, the the characters are very, very well thought out. Their motivations, their um, even from from like the kids, even though they're not as central to the story, their motivations are fairly straightforward. Dash wants to be able to play sports, but he can't because. It would be unfair. Violet wants to have a normal life. She has anything but a normal life. I mean, Helen wants Bob to realize that his family is his life now rather than, you know, holding on to the past. Um, The motivations are all really well thought out and really well executed in this film. But I think what makes this movie special, what makes this movie amazing, what makes it so good, is the way it utilizes the genre, the way it makes the most of the genre, the superhero genre. It uses the genre to more efficiently communicate the theme and the story. Obviously, that's what any good movie should do. They should use the genre to communicate the story, but but The, the Incredibles does it in a way I'll say this. The Incredibles does it with style. (laughs) That's the best way to put it. The Incredibles does it with style. I think that it only enhances the story. It it makes it better. And you could have told this story potentially in another genre, but this is, I think, the best way to tell it. And uh, for, for several number of reasons. And I'll say that The main reason is Bob's motivations, Mr. Incredible's motivations. In the superhero genre, his motivation for his desire to help people is distracting him from his family rather than something else. And so what distracts him from his family isn't something that's necessarily self-destructive or something that's necessarily dangerous to um, well, it is dangerous. It does cause conflict, which is um, it does cause conflict. But it's not necessarily super um, super. He he he's doing something good instead of that. He's not being distracted from his family because he's going astray. He's being distracted from his family because he actually has good intentions. And so I think this it enhances his motivation. It adds a lot more depth to him than if it was told in a different genre because because using the superhero genre to focus on um, him focusing he needs to focus on his family he needs to make an impact on his kids on his wife he needs to he needs to uh, help them grow, help them learn, um, especially for his kids as a father, that's his job. As a superhero, his job is to make a difference in the world. As a father and as a husband, his job is to make a difference within his family. And I think the contrast between those two, uh, the genre, the way the genre is utilized to contrast between uh, his motivation and his, his desire and his need is really well done. It is phenomenally done. And I think that that is what makes this movie so good because it leads into all the conflict between the family and all the conflict between him and the villain. And I think that... Mr. Incredible wanted to help people and make a difference, but he needed to make a difference in a personal way more than he did, and I think that's kind of that's kind of the point they make with with the villain that he was yes saving people, but he wasn't being a good role model. I guess you could say he he didn't care about. Well, he did – obviously, he cares about people, but he didn't show enough personal concern with people um, to help him out. He could have – I guess he could have said to Syndrome or whatever his name is, Buddy, that he could have helped him and told him, you know, this is a dangerous profession. It's not for you your talents are best used somewhere else instead of kind of reprimanding him for trying to do what he did make a difference. Um, And all he ever wanted to do when he was a kid was make a difference just like Mr. Incredible, but he reprimanded him, Um, which is obviously the same thing that Mr. Incredible gets. He gets reprimanded later on in the film constantly for trying to make a difference in the world. So I think that's, that's an interesting dynamic. And I think that, the film utilizes that relationship, that theme very, very well within the story. And I think that's what makes it such a, such a special film. I think that's what makes it such a interesting movie is that it uses the genre to elevate the character motivations and the themes. I think that is just, I mean, amazing storytelling when you do when you use your genre to, to, to elevate your themes and your character motivations, that is an amazing um, way to execute your, your premise. And I think that The Incredibles pulls off its premise with, like I said, with style. I, I truly do think it, it is a, a great film. I think it, it it uses all the elements it has to its advantages and It's just, it uses it, utilizes everything well. And the genre is the prime example of that. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and for listening to Exploring Storytelling. Um, I know it was a little bit um, stuttery in this episode, I guess you would say, I don't even know if that's the right word, but um, I just love <laughs> discussing Incredibles. I love discussing Pixar. So thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you want to reach out to me, you could always email um, me at exploring storytelling at or you could reach out to me on Twitter at right Nehemiah. And remember I am accepting voice messages. I will make a segment. If I get enough voice messages, I will make a segment on each episode where I respond to voice messages and questions. So send in your voice messages and I will be um, responding to them. Thanks so much and I'll catch you another time on Exploring Storytelling.